from A.W. Tozer that we've read before. And it, it goes something like this. What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. What the toys thought they, that Andy thought about them or what they believed about Andy was very, very important, wasn't it? What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. This is so true because everything, whenever you think about God, whatever pictures come into your mind about him, whatever you think he is, impacts who you are and what you do. Okay? I'll say it this way. If, if a person thinks about God and they think that God is not very strong or God doesn't care or God has left you, or God isn't you know, there in the tough times, if God only keeps his promises to those who are strong but not to you, if you believe these things about God, it's going to affect everything about you. Why? Because then you don't trust God. <laughs> True, if you think these things about God, you don't then trust him. So if you don't trust him, you're going to have to put your trust somewhere else. And you put your trust into who? Maybe somebody else. But I will tell you, that person that you trust in, they're not perfect. (laughs) They will fail you. You will be disappointed. And then what do you do then? And you end up saying, okay, then I can't trust anybody else, so I'll just trust in myself. (laughs) The only person I can trust is me. But then you know best of all who you are of all your flaws, of your insecurities, of your inabilities, and then it becomes very hopeless. Do you know that we have a lot of hopeless people in this world? It's because they do not know God. Okay? Our first little point here as we wrap up is that our identity comes from knowing God. Our identity comes from knowing God. In 1 John 3, 1, our Bible quote for today says, Look how great a love the Father has given us that we should be called God's children. Did you know God's love is great? It's so great. John three sixteen, a very famous verse, says it this way, God so loved the world. Do you know what the world is? It's everything opposite of God. The world hated God. The the world doesn't like God. The world doesn't want to know God, doesn't want to trust Him, doesn't want relationship with Him. But God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son. God's love is so pure It's so great, it's so perfect, that he just, he gave the most important person to us. And he did not hesitate. He did not have to think about the pros and the cons and the good things and the bad things and weigh the cost and and think about it. No, this is how great God's love is. It was natural for him 
to give his one and only son. How great. Look how great a love the Father has given us that we should be called God's children. He gave his one and only son so that we can be his children. Not his instruments, not his tools that he likes. Oh, I like this tool really well because it's useful to me. No, he called us his children. Not to just be a part of his kingdom like subjects in the kingdom or servants in the kingdom or servants in his royal court, which would be awesome. In fact, the prodigal son, when he came back to the father, thought it would be the best thing. He would be so satisfied if he could just be a servant in his father's home after doing some very bad things. But the father, did he make him a servant? No, he made him his son. He called us his children so that we can be his father, that we belong to him and he belongs to us. To be his children means that you have his genes. To be his children means that you have his heredity. That just means you have his makeup. Spiritually, get this, you look like God. Amen. Everything God is, you are. That's what it means that you have become born again as God's children. And so our identity, who we are, comes from knowing God. It says this, the reason the world does not know us is that it didn't know him. It's because to know God means to know who we are. To know who God is in his faithfulness, we sung today, in his greatness, in his goodness, in his perfection of his love, everything, the more you know about him, you begin to know about you. Okay? In our next verse, it says on your sheet, it says from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, for we are God's masterpiece. Wow. Do you know what a masterpiece is? A masterpiece is the creator saying, here, look, this is the best I've ever expressed myself. This is the best of how I can show who I am. This is my masterpiece. And what do we do with masterpieces? Do we hide them in secret and put them in a hole somewhere? No. It's for all to see. We are God's masterpiece. This is what it means to live for God's glory. God's glory just means to be his masterpiece, to show the world who he is through and through, that he is showing himself his goodness, his faithfulness, his love through us. That is to be living for his glory. That's your purpose here on earth, not success, not to be rich, not to be educated, not to get a PhD, not to be a pastor, not any of this. It is to glorify God, to be his masterpiece. In Ephesians 2.10, it says, he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do good things he planned for us long ago. See our Our good things that he's planned for us, this is our purpose. But our purpose is always connected to our identity. 
Okay? You know who you are, then you know what your purpose is. If you know what you need to do and what your purpose is, I guarantee you will have a great sense of your identity. But if you do not know this, then it's really difficult to know what your purpose is. I say impossible. So, where does our identity come from? It comes from knowing God. Say knowing God. God. And where does our purpose come from? Knowing God. Yes. So we need to know God. If you want to know your purpose, if you want to know who you really are, you got to know God. Amen. Last point today. God will never leave you. God will never leave you. I believe this is so important as we go into the new year. Maybe this is a reminder for some, but I believe this is foundational. Deuteronomy 31.8 says this, The Lord himself will go before you. Did you know God has already gone before us here in this year of 2017? Did you know he's in our future already? How can that be so? But he is. He's way into 2017, way even beyond 2017. He has numbered your days. He knows every day that you're going to be living here on earth. And he's already there. He's gone before you. He will be with you, he says. He will not leave or fail you or forget or abandon or forsake you. So don't be afraid and don't worry. Do you know that we have a lot of people who are worried and fearful in this world? I bet you there's some here today, and that's okay. But the root of all of this is not knowing this truth, that God is with you, that he will never leave you, no matter what. No matter if you've done bad things, because you can't get any worse than you already are. There, there is no worse, because in your worst of places, God loves you, and he is there with you. And the moment you start to understand that he will never abandon you, that he will never leave you, that he'll never draw away and say, oh, I, don't, I, I just don't, I can't agree with what you, I just, can't, I just have to get away from you. The moment you realize that he is not going to leave you, but he is with you, this will become a place of strength. This will become a place where fear and worry they don't exist in your day-to-day. They don't become your leader. Yeah? God becomes your leader, and you get to trust in him fully. God will never leave you. And this was for the toys, a very, very big thing. And, and that's, God made us this way. God made us so that we... We, we can have very close relationship and that people and, and the most important people in our life don't leave us. That's why death is so powerful in its impact because it's a forever separation. That's not how we were created. We were designed to be close and always close. That's how God wanted it. That's his love towards us. That's unconditional 
And I believe these are very important truths for us to have settled deep in our heart to know that God will never fail us. He will never forget about you. (laughs) That he will never abandon or forsake you as you go into this year. And if I can, encourage you to take again the the sheets home and, and talk about them with people. Because everything that's important about you comes from these places. You may have heard it before. But you need to not just hear it. You truly need to experience it and know it as true. Amen. Father God, thank you for this time that we can learn from all different ways by watching this movie. But thank you for always bringing us back to your truth. Thank you for always being so faithful, no matter where we are or how we think we are at this moment in time, that you're faithful, you're loving, and you're here with us. And I want to, as we're praying right now, anybody who's listening to this, and that you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, because that's the way to become born again, to have the very heredity, the genes, the likeness of God, to be called His children, to be born again into a spiritual family. If this is not something you know, then here is your time of opportunity to confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Because if you do... He will save you. I'll pray with you. If this is something that the Holy Spirit is bringing into your heart, pray with me. Something like this. God, you touched my heart today through what you've said, through what we talked about. I'm aware that I am a sinful person and I'm separated from you, but I I don't want that anymore. I turn to you and I cry to you and I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord, my leader of my life and my Savior and I give you my entire life and in return I thank you for giving me your life thank you for giving me right here, right now I believe and receive the Holy Spirit to live within me And I praise you. Change me, O God. Make me like you. In Jesus' name, amen.